The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to New Media Week on the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the strategies, tactics, and technologies you need to think about when launching a media business. Joining us today is Colin Kinsella, who is an advisor to the Essentials Newsletters, which are a series of industry newsletters that use AI to identify the most influential thinkers on social media to find content that cuts through the noise and delivers the media that trusted thought leaders and experts are reading. And for the first installment of New Media Week, Colin and I are going to discuss his career as a media marketing maven. All right, here is the first installment of New Media Week with Colin Kinsella from Essentials Newsletters. Colin, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Nice to be here. Colin, very excited to have you as our guest on the show. You've had a distinguished career working in media and advertising. Let's start off and set the background of who you are. Tell us a little bit about your career. Grew up in St. Louis, kind of an interesting city in the Midwest for brands. Anheuser-Busch, Ralston Purina, Monsanto, huge brands. Went to school in St. Louis, went to Olin School at WashU for a semester and then got headhunter called and asked me to come to Chicago. So I went to Chicago in the kind of mid 80s. Absolutely loved it. Got a job in an ad agency for Conan Belding and worked there for many years. And then over time, always wanted to go to Europe and FCB was big enough and they sent me over to London and I ran Europe, Africa and the Middle East for two years, which was a great learning experience. FCB, what's FCB? Foot Conan Belding. They were three leaders across the country, one in LA, one in Chicago, one in New York, and they Mm -hmm. merged together. And that was their last names. Got it. So that's another agency as well. Yeah. Three different agencies combined into one. Okay. And then I worked in Chicago for, boy, it must have been eight or 10 years. Went to London, came back. But instead of going back to Chicago, went to San Francisco. Spent 12 years out in San Francisco. Went there with Facone and Belding, but then also had other jobs went to a startup down in the valley called Quinn Street, which was really interesting. And then I started working at another place in San Francisco, Razorfish. And I ran the West Coast for Razorfish from about 2005 to 2010 or so. So before we get into Razorfish, 
obviously that's the beginning of your executive level career where you're running more of the organization. In the earlier stages of your career, a lot of agency experience, obviously a couple of different spots between being in Europe, in London specifically, being in Chicago, being in San Francisco. From an operational perspective, what were you doing? You're, you're working at agencies. Were they all advertising agencies? Were you a media buyer? What were the type of roles and types of agencies you're working at? They were all advertising agency roles, not media, mm-hmm. just advertising agencies. So strategy for a brand, how you bring that strategy to life, how you shoot it, create it, get it out into the marketplace. I was not in media at that time. I was doing all about the brand itself, building the brand, having a point of view. So then you move on to Razorfish. It's the beginning of your sort of executive portion of your career. For anybody that isn't familiar, tell us what Razorfish does and what were you doing at the organization? Razorfish really was in many ways a kind of broad scoped company because we would do a redesign of the entire booking system for Singapore Airlines. So you had to have really deep technologists, incredible user experience people, creatively minded people, really good operators. There was a very interesting kind of building a product, a real physical product and getting it into the marketplace and helping brands then start to lean into that to grow. So you moved from being a general manager in California to the chief innovation officer at Razorfish. Sounds like you started working on the advertising side and moved more into sort of a holistic view, advising companies on how to have a digital presence and working more on the product. Yeah, that just helped clients understand what the runway was going to look like and what they needed to start doing internally, hiring different people, thinking about leveraging technologies in ways that they hadn't before, moving people around so they didn't have to leave, but to get different experiences. And I was the global chief innovation officer, which in the end, I didn't like at all because you'd go to a country, give them some ideas, they'd say, thank you very much and do their own thing. Well, it sounds like you also moved from being in an ad agency to being more of a management consultant type capacity. And now you're an advisor to management consultants. Eventually, you move on to working at Digitas and you're in the executive role. You were the president of North America and eventually the CEO. Talk to us about time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot 
Co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What you did at Digitas. Oh, Digitas was another really kind of amazing agency. And at its time, it was probably one of the most important agencies in the country. And they really were helping brands figure out how to market in a digital age. And yes, there's TV everywhere, but the future was going to be in digital. We needed to talk to clients about how we needed to lead them into that digital age and what they needed to do to be successful. And we had brands like American Express and so many other great brands that we were all driving that at the same time. So now you're the president of a relatively large scale, notable agency in Digitas, and you're managing the digital transition. At this point, do you consider yourself to be a media expert? Are you still focusing on advertising? How much are you playing in the media as opposed to, you know, is it all digital ads and website creation? It was a combination of all of them, but it was not primarily media. It was primarily around brands, brand storytelling in a digital age with a CRM kind of component to it so that you could prove its real value. And that ended up being incredibly interesting. But as time was moving on, it seemed to me that media was gaining more heft and weight and influence within the kind of world of marketing. And so I left Digitas and went to Mindshare because I thought that media had much more, just a broader remit to really start to influence brands and what brands should do to help sell their products. So tell me how you define the difference between advertising and media. Media is putting advertising in front of people. So somebody has to create the very idea of you name a brand, but whatever that idea is, that creative process, that digging in, getting into the deepness of what brands mean to people and how people think of brands and relate to brands, getting that all packaged together is very different than what media should we be leveraging so that people see the ad that we've just made to then decide whether they want to buy the product or not. I think broadly, I think of media being the content, television media. It's the show, and the ads are integrated into the media, into the show's content. I think of the news media. They are the writers. They are the content creators. And the advertising is one of the ways that drives revenue for media and media creators. Am I thinking about it the right way? Yeah, it is. But there are slices to all of it, which I think is kind of interesting because when I first came into the media business, I kind of always thought I was in the media business in a way because we were crafting ideas, et cetera, and then giving it to somebody to put on TV. But in our mind, it's like it was all media. There's a whole bunch of different ways to think of media because there's digital media, there's social media. It's like it's all kind of getting sliced up. But still, at its most simplistic, I think on the creative side, you're creating an idea and then you are turning it over to someone who says, I can now tell you where the best place to put this idea is for you to drive your sales. 
So eventually you moved from being at Mindshare to your last full-time role, at least according to your LinkedIn profile, which was at Havas Media Group. It's actually the first time in your career that you've got media in the title. Yes. What were you doing at Havas and how was that different than the ad agency work that you were doing before? It was very different because I was doing nothing on the creative side of the brand, nothing even on the kind of strategic side of the brand. Like, what does this brand mean? Or is this brand trying to position itself amongst its peer group? I was in an area where it was just media. In other words, we've already created this idea. Now what we want you to help us do is put it in places where we can get the most bang for our buck. So when you're working at Havas, a lot of what your job is, is to take your clients, it's still essentially an agency, but you're placing them into media. So it's more of a distribution and placement model than it is working with them on positioning, creative direction, kind of the marketing strategy, if you will. Right. It's a definite separation. And there are some brands in which you're doing it all together, but generally it's gotten so specialized that it is separate. And then you could imagine when social media comes into play, where does that fit? Because they're creating it themselves. They're also the ability to show it wherever they want within the digital world. And everything now is getting more splintered as it gets bigger, but also more complicated. So you're at Havas. You've got agency experience up the yin-yang. You're an executive. You've been managing hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue for your agencies, these large-scale clients. You've made the transition from working, running agencies as an executive, and now you're a media man doing more placement. You step away from working at Havas. Tell me what you're doing today, and why did you make that decision? So the decision to leave was not my own. So I started looking around to see what was going on in the marketplace and what looked interesting, et cetera. And one of the things that I ran into, well, I was doing a few things. I've got a on the board of a company in London that's a programmatic agency called Finestra, which is very interesting. Company Finestra is Latin for window. The whole idea about being very clear. I did that. And I also met with the head of Favio, Alexis de Friends, and I was very interested in what he was doing and how he was looking at social media and what he was starting to feel the world moving towards and him wanting to get at the center of that. So tell me about what Favio does and why was that attractive to you? Fabio is very interesting to me because if you think about what's going on in the marketplace right now with Substack and Twitter, they're all getting into newsletters. Newsletters are becoming quite a thing in this moment. You may know that or feel that yourself. So there's just a lot happening in and around this area. So I got a call, I forget from whom, but they were like, hey, I don't know what you're up to, but if you've got some time or you want to take a look at this thing, look, look at it. So I met with a company And I just thought it was really interesting what they were doing, why they were doing it, how they were doing it. Because normally you would think a newsletter, neither here nor there. And yet the way they were approaching it was becoming very interesting. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the big changes and something that we're going to talk about more this week is that the advertising landscape and also the media landscape has obviously changed a lot. And you sort of had a front row seat to see how not only brands engage with media, how they buy media, but also the different types of media between the rise of the web, social media, and now we're seeing the impact of the reinvention of newsletters happening as well. 
So we're going to talk a lot about those topics, about covering the changes in the media landscape, who's getting involved in media and why. We're going to cover those topics over the rest of the week to help you understand not only what the media landscape is, but also how you can tackle one of the biggest growth channels in media, which is building newsletters. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Colin Kinsella, advisor to the Essentials Newsletters, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Colin and Essentials Newsletters tips for tackling the new media industry, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about the changes in the media landscape. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Colin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Colin Kinsella, C-O-L-I-N-K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A. Or you could visit his company's website, which is essentials.news. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once-a-week newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.